feel today? See, this is what happens when you work late last night, Frankie. You can't be going out, partying all night, and then trying to come in here and want to pod. You can't do it. Because it's going gonna, it's gonna to reflect in, in what we record here, man. You want to turn up, do weddings, and get people to do the cha-cha slide at 9.30 at night. Not, not for anything, but that's how this starts. <laughs> this, this is how this all started. Yeah, this is just us shooting the crap. Anyway, Frankie, I was doing some thinking, and I think we need like a cool catchphrase. So, like, people in our like our listeners will have something that they could remember with us. What do you? What All do you, right, so what, like, what do you like, mean, like a catchphrase, like, 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 like you know how the like Power Rangers done <laughs> something like that, like, like you know how the Power Rangers, like before they start potting, they be like, yeah. Well, I mean, before they t- transform into the Power Rangers, they be like, it's morphing time. So I'm thinking we need something like that. We were like, it's potting time. But something way cooler. Yeah, because that, yeah, that was... You don't like that? that? I'm going to throw it out there. I hate using the word, but that was corny. That was corny. <laughs> that was All right. That, that, that was had, really That, that has some extra butter on the corn. I'm, I'm okay with that. It's, it's podcast it's time. Pa- it's party no time. Podcast. All right, all right. All right. We, maybe we need a theme song. Like, we need to come up with, like, a theme song. Like, I, I got you. You going to sing with me? Uh, what? If I, say, if I come up with a theme song, would you sing with me? <laughs> Are we gonna go to like a real studio? Yeah, this is <laughs> this is our, doing this, this. dude. This is our studio. So we need, wait, hold on. Let me. Hold on. I had a song in my head. Hold on. And uh, nah. here we go. You know. All right. So how about this? And the pod goes on. The life lessons. Life let la- that could be your part. <laughs> come on. No. And no, the pod, seri- no. No. Come on. No. 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 Come on. No, come on. No. 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 Listen. And the pod goes on. Life lessons. Life lessons. It's just your boys, Frankie and Rashawn. We're gonna end up in trouble because of this. No. First of all, my voice is so bad as it is. Listen. You do that. Life lessons. Life lessons. All right. So I feel like Jimmy Fallon. Come on. Come on. And the pod. All right. Come. I'm gonna go. And the pod goes on. Life lessons. I feel like an idiot. Put some more stank on it. I ain't got no stank, bro. No, we, you, I, I'm tired. Not cowbell. We need more stank on it. No, too. no, I'm Life tired. Lessons. We're gonna have to discuss this. All right, we'll discuss this. Like, we need to have a meeting, Frankie. We can't just meet the day of the podcast. We need to have actual meetings. We need to have production meetings. <laughs> Maybe we because sh- we that should will help us. Yeah, we should. Is the are the mics working? Are we? Is this? Is it coming up clear? Mic I think check? I think it's coming up clear because I hit record. Oh, great. <laughs> So, they're gonna hear me sing it like an idiot. So that'll teach oh, that you. fits the show. Life lessons. Yeah, that's not. It's gonna just work your me. boys, Frankie and Rashawn. I think Dude. that that's a hit. I got a hit. You. <laughs> the whispers to... are gonna come after me, but I got a hit. Yeah, you. <laughs> Dude, I'm just shaking my head. And the pod goes on. Life lessons. Life lessons. See, not for anything. How about we just get this started? <laughs> all, right, let, all right, Frankie. Let's go. Ahead. Get the mix going, man. Let's get the energy right. I'm ready to start pod. Life lessons. Oh, hey, coming off hard. Oh. Follow me. Yes. Follow us on Spotify. On Apple. On Anchor. On Mixcloud. On Google Podcasts. Follow us. Hey. Spotify. On okay, Apple. ladies and gentlemen.
gentlemen, it's that time again. In, in, in the cloud radio proudly presents present Life Lessons with, with Idiots. idiots. We've been the point it all. Hey. And we're here, yeah. <laughs> with your host. I'm your host, Rashawn, with my boy over there, Frankie. Come for the music and comedy, but stay for the lessons. They're not the smartest in the room. <laughs> this is what pissed me off. I would get one piece, right? And they're like, you know, you got to save some for everybody else. <laughs> I got one piece. But they're definitely not the dumbest. Now let's get into it. Life Lessons with Idiots. Air. You know, I still think this is great. I, I love this you. Is, this is pretty funny. This is one piece. I need one piece. <laughs> yeah, if you guys didn't hear that, go. you guys got to go la- go listen to the podcast, The Summer summer Barbecue and The Cheating. Yeah, it's episode three. Check that episode out. Episode three. You got to hear that. That's probably one of the funniest things we've talked about. Actually, the first episode with my friend, yeah. that was crazy too. And the that doctor. Was great. But each each episode, some crazy stuff. Yeah, is I feel like up. we we got a, a unique story in each one, which is great, man. I, I'm digging it. I think we we had a pretty good run, man. And um, the love's been there. The people have been showing the love, so much appreciated there. So once again, today is what's what's today's date? It is October twenty fourth, twenty twenty one. This is episode five, and you are here with life lessons with two gorgeous idiots. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, I look good for a day, you know, after being out all night doing the wedding. Yeah, man, you were turned up, man. I caught you live, man, on Facebook. I was like, oh, shoot, he got the cha-cha slide going. You know your cha-cha slide was good, Frankie? Because I saw two women out there with a baby in their hand, and they were cha-chaing away. Yeah. So, so let me tell you. So I had this wedding planned before my whole COVID thing happened, you know, uh-huh. and all that. So I was really nervous about actually being able to actually yeah. do the wedding because, yeah. you know, I didn't know what my conditions were. So I call my boy Chris up. I say, hey, Chris, uh-huh. I need a favor. And he's like, yeah, what's up? I said, I need help. You need more hands. Because I can't carry all this stuff because I'm going to be like t- completely out of it. Yeah. I can't carry this stuff. I have no energy. And even though I'm getting better at it, yeah, you know, you drink your medicine, drink your vitamins, the whole blah, blah, blah that we said last yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And take care of yourself. And then, you know, you're going to get everything back. But it takes time. Yeah, absolutely. So he's like, yeah, I got you. So when he's like, all right, so cool. So he comes by he comes by yesterday, had everything all set up here, came early, put everything in the car. Uh-huh. We took our little break, then we went to the to, to the actual place. It was up in Woodbridge. So he actually experienced the whole DJ setup thing. Oh man. And let me tell you something. He saw that work. This work. And he saw the work. <laughs> and he was like, he was like, yo, you guys do a lot to get this going. Yeah, all just to set up a party that's gonna last for what, four hours? Four hours. So, you know, so we're at the party. And let me tell you, I don't know who had more fun. Chris, listening to the music, because we played everything that he likes and, and I like. And, you know, they gave us free range, which oh, is nice. great. It's just like, you know, they gave us a list of music, and they were like, okay, we can play off of this. But, you know, uh-huh. they gave us ideas. They gave you like an ideal playlist, and then you just felt the theme and just rocked yeah. out. So we go through the whole thing. And my boy D- DJ ES, he, he, we partner up for some of these events. Uh, he killed it. Oh, nice, nice. He killed it. Yo, when okay, he came, yeah, tag when, team back again, dude. <laughs> when when they started, he started bringing out the music. You know, it's always hard to get the crowd going because you yeah. know, especially this time because you're talking about different cultures. There's a, a, a big gap. Yeah, it's it's very young or over forty. Yeah, and the music never. You're goes right. right. Yeah, and it's tough. Because the new, the younger kids want to hear the newest stuff. They want you to play. You know, I I don't even know what's current right now. I'm yeah, so well, out of it. It's it's. I'm gonna say Fetty Wap, and Fetty Wap was probably hot like. I don't even know if he ago. exists anymore. <laughs> but I'm he's from you, Jersey. Yeah, he's from he's from Patterson. Yeah. So no, so we're 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 going through the whole thing, and we're talking, and you know, he's like, okay, we're gonna play this, we're gonna play this. Yeah. So then we we were like, okay, so he's like, let me do something. So he's throwing on some oldies. 
Uh oh. And you start seeing the heads just bopping. Uh-huh. Right? So then okay, so we threw some oldies out there because we had the older crowd. So then we had the the thirty five and over crowd. We're like, okay, well, you know, we could throw the R and B in there. Oh, you know, we, split, buddy. we threw some Tina Marie, we some Mary J. So we got them oh, popping okay. in the back. And it was like, okay, it was a steady crowd. But then S was like, watch this. Uh oh. He turned up. He turned up. We started doing the line dances. Oh, now, I'm going to tell you. Can't go wrong with that. No, you can't go wrong. But I'm going to tell you, this is the first time ever that I got, we actually did a wedding that they turned around and we played back to back to back line dances. And the, the dance floor was getting busier and busier. Wow. And, bus- and it never happens. Because yeah, yeah, usually yeah, yeah. you got the one, they're like, okay. It's always you know, that one person at the wedding who's like, oh, I know all the moves. I've been right. preparing for this. Well, my whole let me life. tell you, they all knew the moves. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. They, they, they did them all the wobble, the cha cha, oh, yeah. they did the electric slide. Wobbles are definitely a hit. Yeah, so it was it was actually pretty cool. And the I funny, love weddings. And the best part of it is, you know, so we're getting the whole thing going. And I, I, I deal with one person, right? So at the, yeah. at the wedding reception. Your go to. My go to person. And. This is the only person I talk to. Yeah. I don't talk to the bride. I don't talk to the groom. I, no request. That, but I talk to her. So whatever she says is what goes. Nice. Or he. So last night, the girl, I was like, I go to her, you know, let's get, let's get everything going. So, so we laid everything out. We did uh-huh. the dances and all this and all that. And then I go to her, what do you want us to start with? She goes, salsa. Okay, okay. boom. Boom. So Got bring it. out the salsa. And then she goes, and at that point, just a free for all, whatever you guys want to play. Oh, nice. So, she just asked for salsa in the beginning and then just so, yeah, go so, buck wild. So we, awesome. you know, we started with that. Then we went into the, the line dances and yeah, everything yeah. else. And everything was going good. You play Cotton Eye Joe? Bear to dare to Cotton Eye Joe. We actually played another <laughs> country song that everybody was like knew all the lyrics. I'm like, I've never even heard this was thing. Was it Old Town Road? <laughs> uh, no, it wasn't that no. one. I, I don't, you know, I got to ask DJ yes, but I'm going to tell you right now, the floor was packed. Nice. But the best part about it, I ain't going to lie, every time I turned around, I'm looking at my boy Chris, he's dancing. Nice, he's rocking in the <laughs> so, corner. So he's rocking. He's like, yo, this is great. He said, like, you get paid for this? <laughs> I go, you, you see the reason why we get paid. Yeah. You're bringing in everything. And then, yeah. and then you know, you got you to go back out there and you got to, you know, you got to do yeah. more. And then, like, as is, as is taking care of the, the music. And then I'm actually going, you know, dealing with, the, with my contact and being sure yeah. that everything goes smooth. And then he takes his break. And then I hopped in. I did some freestyle. Yeah. But I'm going to tell you right now. One of the best weddings I've ever been to. Oh, nice! It was it was definitely it was definitely different yeah. from other ones. Yeah, but it not one person complained about the music, and that to me, you know what, honestly, is the best. Food and music are the most critical thing in a wedding. Yeah, I, I said the same thing. Like I was like, I don't I don't care if you have me in pink. I don't care what tuck somewhere. I don't even care about the flowers. Just let me be a part of the food and the music. Because if once those two things are secure. Everything else is fine. You can you can have your wedding in a basement. Oh, absolutely. But if your music and I've, food is turned, it's gonna be lit. <laughs> I've been to wedding uh, weddings in basements in New York back in the day. Yeah, yo, that shit's funny as hell too. Yeah, because it's like you're going into an ap- apartment building. Exactly. You're going down the stairs. I'm like, that's a real oh, man, man. <laughs> man, suspect like that. We yeah. coming out here with all of our stuff, all so, of our belongings. <laughs> so, you, so you you got the party going, and here comes the janitor because he has to put the heat on. I know. So it's like hysterical. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, yeah, I've been to those two, which yeah. by the way are extremely fun. So yeah. if you ever get the opportunity yo, to one of those, are lit, man. Oh, I, I love it. Hysterical. I mean, suspect every time you go in there because you don't know if you're coming out and it's only one exit <laughs> yeah that is true the fire marshal never knows yeah. about those Be 40 we, people in there one exit you're like man if a fire go off i'm dead it's, yeah. it's a wrap <laughs> no but it was cool we had a good time and then towards the end you know it's like when we we're, we're, we're getting ready to like 
shut it down. We had that little crowd that just does not want to quit things. Yeah. And, and that always makes us feel better because yeah. it's just like, you know, we put in the time, we do the research, and yeah. we played every genre they wanted. Nice. And that's hard to do. Yeah, 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 yeah. Pleasing everybody. Oh, man. my God. Yeah. But it was it was good. And then at the end, when we're taking everything down, you know, Chris is like, like trying to tie everything up. I'm like, no, 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 no. Pull everything, unplug, throw it into the crate. Yeah. I'll redecorate when I'm home. I yeah. want home. Yeah. Yo, my dogs were barking. Yeah, man. You're on your feet all day, too. <laughs> Yo, I was like fatigued. Yeah. And Chris, like, you good? I'm like, yeah, I'm good. But I'm like, damn, this is tiring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I don't blame you, man. Four hours on your feet, trying to mix it up, trying to mingle. That's a lot of energy spent, man. Trying to hype yeah. the crowd. It's a lot. And um, very little bit of coughing, which is a good thing. That's good. You weren't <laughs> hacking on the mic. No. <laughs> no. I did give the mic to the Everybody father. Everybody, turn up. <laughs> I did give the mic to the father because he's actually, he sings. Uh, oh, yeah? He's kind of known. I don't want to give his name, but right. he's kind of known. Oh. For, and back in the day. He was, like, he was like, just turn the music down. I got, the, I got so, it from here. So he comes up to me, and he's like like wanting a mic. I'm like, here, here knock yourself yeah, yeah. out. It's your party. I mean, yeah. you You're guys paid. paid for this. Yeah. <laughs> so, But he could, and everybody else couldn't besides the girl. But it was good. It was nice. a really good party. Awesome, man. Sounded like a really good time, man. It was. It was a really good time. I'm glad you got enough energy to come in here and get ready to pod. We had to fix that little mic, mic, mic issues here. Yeah, it happens because I had to take everything apart and then bring it back up. But everything's actually working pretty good now, I hope. Yeah, so. man. All right. So let's go ahead and get into it. Let's see what we want to talk about today. I figure we get into some some current events. <laughs> let's see what's going on. A few things that just came across my radar. I don't really follow the news or anything like that. But I wanted to kind of touch on what Facebook is doing. Um, because they're in the news a lot. So, Frankie, I don't know if you've been keeping keeping tabs on them, but there's a woman. Uh, I forgot her la- her first name. I know her last name. I think it's Hogan or something. But she's like a whistleblower, and like it's one of those people who basically used to work for the company, and then they start basically snitching. <laughs> they start snitching on the company, but she didn't just snitch. She actually went um, and pulled a lot of their research papers because Facebook does like. You know, obviously, a lot of uh, what do you call it? With outreach or surveys to figure out their their product, like who are the people that it impacts and so forth. And part of their research came back showing like the impact it was having on uh, young teenage girls. How it's making like I think fourteen percent of them um, have suicidal thoughts. And this is not just Facebook. This is Instagram, WhatsApp, and everything else. So like these, there's all this analysis that had came back that they received show like fourteen percent of teen girls. Uh, are having suicide became more suicidal after using Instagram, and 17% of teen girls have eating disorders, and 32% of girls started feeling bad about their bodies because they're using Instagram. So, long story short, I had all this research done on the impact of social media and everything that's doing to these girls, and and a bunch of other bad stuff. And Facebook is fully aware of it, but they didn't devote any resources to like combat the, combat the issue. They just said, look, man, we need to focus on how we can expand this further. And they even want to make a sort of Instagram for kids that are 13 and under. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a problem for me. Yeah. So that brings me basically to my point. So one shout out to that whistleblower, because that takes a lot of guts. You're in the company. And, yo, she actually took all the research, used their copy machine. <laughs> so not, yo, not, she, not only she's a whistleblower, yo. but she used their equipment to, yeah. to rat them out. To rat them out. Like. 
That's some real thorough snitching. You went and took their their research. First of all, it's, their, it's Facebook's research. It's their paperwork and their copier. You made all the copies of it, took that junk home, and was like, ooh, Mark Zuckerberg is going down tomorrow. Well, you, you know what her theory was, right? <laughs> what? I'm not going to waste my money on this. Oh, no, no. No. And the thing is, she was anonymous at first. When it first came out, she released the papers. No one knew who this woman was. And then over time, like she had stepped forward, and she was like, okay. I'm in the line, like I'm ready to I'm ready to take them on because she, and honestly, I mean her cause is very noble, like to step out there and be like, listen, man, your product is impacting teenagers, is impacting kids, and now you're coming out with a new product offering that's gonna now target kids 13 and under to make an Instagram for little kids. Which, by the way, I think all kinds of risk for pedophiles because if you think a pedophile is not gonna create an account to talk to these people to these young kids, you got another thing coming. Yeah, so. Yeah, I don't like it. Yeah, I don't like it either. Because I don't. Yeah, there's there's just so much uh, that if this is what she 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 actually exposed. Yeah, could you imagine the stuff that she didn't or she wasn't able yeah. to copy, which is a bigger issue? Because to me, not for anything. I and I get who they are. I understand mm-hmm. there's social there's a social media, but all that. But there's. The good and the bad of this, you know, you yeah. get to explore the world, which is Absolutely. exactly what it is—the world in your palm. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you're pressuring young people yeah. to try to be like everybody else, and if they can't financially afford it, or yeah. they actually physically can't look that way, yeah, that's gonna take people and put them a different way. A lot, and you go ahead, Frankie. And to me, that's a problem because it was bad enough when you had to go. The kids were going to school and they had the wrong sneakers on. Oh, who? Yep. Speak about it, man. You used to come. In, remember when we was talking about the skips? Yeah, you coming in there with the skips, looking crazy. Now imagine you looking, you go to the skips, but it skips to the whole world. Yeah, <laughs> like everybody knows you got skips. So, on. so it's definitely a challenge, and I just think that 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 the solution is not yeah actually creating a, a social media for kids because not for anything. I I have kids. Yeah, I have teenagers. Mm-hmm. So okay, so I'm gonna let my kids go on to that to that platform. Yeah, guess who else is going on that platform? Yep. It's going to be me because I need to monitor my kids. Absolutely. So it's not for kids. It's for kids and adults because you're not, all you're doing is creating a separate platform. That's why I have a funny feeling that why they want to change their name. Ah, and you hit the nail on the head. This is what the rebrand is about. This is the like, rebranding the, because it's just like, okay, like, let's get out of this one. Let's yeah, start they're like, this oh, one. all this nasty news. It's no longer about Facebook because we're bigger than that. Yeah. We are a metaverse. We're um, creating this new virtual world that you're going to get lost in now. This real player one. <laughs> <world. Yeah. laughs> that they it's, it's and honestly, games. I think I think <laughs> honestly, I think we are headed in that kind of direction of this virtual simulation of interaction with people because everybody wants to like get out of the reality of their real world and live in this fake world. Because pretty much that's all Instagram and social media is. You're living in this fake world with fake images and fake success. Nobody's ever that happy. Yeah, no one. You only see the highlight reel. I don't care who reel. you are. I don't care who you are. I, I see all the pictures and all that, yeah. and I'm like, oh look, they're they're they're, they're pumpkin pick. Like Frankie, you don't believe that I have the greatest husband in the world? Or no. The greatest... <laughs> you don't believe that my kids are the most beautiful kids in the world? I seen your kids. No. <laughs> Not yours. I'm just saying yeah, in yeah. general. No, I know what you mean, man. It's like everybody is is putting on the persona of their highlights. And and it's thanks because if you're a person who's going through a rough time during a pandemic and you're seeing all these people living their best life ever and here you are trying to figure out where you're going to eat that night, it could it could have a you know a negative connotation because people still you know good or bad still compare themselves to other people. I miss the days when I was growing up, Frankie, 
Because, I mean, I've been using social media for a long time. Back when it was BlackPlanet.com and Mejente.com. Oh, my God. Mejente. Remember that? <laughs> Yo, Mejente and Black Planet was off the hook. You had just... And out of that, they taught you coding. I didn't even realize I was learning HTML coding, and I was like 13. Yeah, because that's all, that's they didn't have what we have today. They were, yeah. It was the foundation. So yeah, they were like, like, it was basic. It was like, okay, what do we do here? I was hey, like, all right, so code. I'm going to have this dope background on this wallpaper. <laughs> I'm going to have music play as soon as you come onto my page. I'm going to have my certain pictures. And I was on every one of them because, listen, I'm an only child, so I was just trying to connect with anyone. I was... <laughs> Well, I'm kind of happy that you're an only child back in that era, not in this era. Oh my right God. now, it'll be a little bit oh different man, for you. Oh, man, you're only child now. It's, it's rough. It's <laughs> rough out there because now you just, it's too much access to everyone. I feel like back then, it was it was, it was innocent. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I felt like I was able to meet different kids my age. And, you know, you go into the chat room and everybody put put your ASL, your age, sex, and location. Remember that? <laughs> and you would see the chat window fill up with... Uh, uh, 16 New Jersey uh, male. Yeah, that was disturbing. <laughs> it was now when you look back on it, it's kind of creepy. So I don't know what. Um, you were just exposing yourself in every way. I was, I was, I was, I was like, listen, people talk to me, please. I don't have siblings, but <laughs> no, but I felt like it was a good time though, because I honestly I I was able to connect with different people because, like I said, I had a Black Planet account, but it wasn't just Black people on there. It was like. A, lot, a diverse group of people that was on it that just embraced hip-hop or embraced that culture that you would interact with. So I was talking to people in New York. I was talking to people in Tennessee, and it was pretty cool at the time. Yeah, but here's, here's, here's the difference. Back then, people were being more authentic. Yeah. Okay, so we didn't have the Facebook. We, don't have, we didn't have, like, Instagram. We didn't have TikTok. Yeah. By the way, TikTok is a rebrand. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, used it used to be musically. musically, yeah. So that's a rebrand because yeah. they also have yep. problems. So mm-hmm. that's... A whole different thing yeah. that we could talk about, but that's definitely a rebrand. Uh, but back then, you used to it used to go on there, and it was entertainment. It was just fun. It was just fun. It wasn't, yeah. it wasn't personal. You didn't have to compete with yeah. anybody. There were times that we were sitting around, and we were just chatting with people all over, and we would have hysterical times. Yo, the times. chat rooms used to be so funny. You would create a chat room. I mean, it's what they do now with Clubhouse, I think. They got Clubhouse where they create these chat rooms where people could talk. But back then, it was just like a message board. But we would have chat rooms to talk about the BET Awards or the Soul Train Awards or whatever it might be. And we would just go like watch it and then talk about it while we were watching it. And that was like the best thing ever. Like, um, But now... Forget about it. It's it's now creepy. Now I'm like, what, what was it? What do you think is the appropriate age for your kid to be on social media? <laughs> when they're adults, yeah. When they're probably. adults, yeah. No, but if you're gonna be a parent that's gonna be monitoring them, yeah, and you're gonna be constantly like watching what they're doing. I think teenagers the right age. Yeah. Because you got to start exposing Exactly. Because you don't want your kid to be a social piranha, like like oh, a pariah. Am I saying it right? I said a piranha, like a man-eating fish. A pariah, right? It, yeah, you don't want your kid to be... <laughs> I'm going to let you figure that one yeah, out. I'm going to figure it out. Don't worry. I'll figure this out when this is over, <laughs> when I play this back. But yeah, you don't want your kid to be like the weirdo who's like, hey, uh, this person doesn't have any kind of way of connecting with her friends or anything like that. And then... Now my kid, because I was that kid growing up. Like when I was a kid that didn't have the fruit roll up for lunch, I look crazy. Like all my kids, all other kids had gushers and fruit roll ups or whatever it might be, and I, I had a banana. Cause that <laughs> <laughs> you had, a, you had a banana. I used to look forward to going to school. That was that was, that was it. breakfast and lunch. You know, I don't. Yo, I ain't gonna lie. You was like the cafeterias feeding me yo, well. Here. I, I used to go home and go to sleep so I can get breakfast the following day. <laughs> He's like, what do you mean? 
Yeah, we only got a little bit of rice, but you know, <laughs> times were rough, man. Yeah. Like then, I used let, to, let's not rehash our traumatic lives. Yeah. And then the thing is, like, you get you're all happy because you know you're going for breakfast, and it's like something you don't like to eat. And you're like, oh, I starved all night for this. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I was fasting for this. Yeah, but lunch, lunch, I always had a hookup. Yeah. You know, I was. They used to be like, because uh, they, you know, people yeah. knew they were like. Yeah, they, that, that boy's struggling. That boy, he knew he was struggling. Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> he was sweating just walking in, going, he was all excited. <laughs> he sweating on the line, looking <laughs> at all the food. Like, oh, I'm going to get a slice. I'm going to get a slice. Oh, but, yo, don't let it be pizza day. Don't let it be pizza day. I lose my damn mind I, online. I used to like the sloppy joes, though, because they, oh, they, the like, they used to give you, like, a ton. Oh, yeah, they put it. Or no, they would get no. Yeah, they, they give you the manwich sandwich. Yeah, the manwich. Oh that, my those god, are the good. dude! I used to have that at lunch, and I would have gym later in the day. Have bubble guts. That's the oh, wor- yeah. worst feeling ever <laughs> when you got to run laps with manwich in your stomach. Yeah, and you were sure they stand in front of everybody because you know that everybody else Ooh, had the same problem. No, I stayed in the back. I was like, Nah, y'all go ahead ahead. <laughs> y'all go on ahead and get a cramp. That's hysterical. Oh man, but nah, yeah, man. I was just wanted to touch on that because uh, I'm curious to see how Facebook plays out. You know, going forward with this whole thing, because uh, what do you think the new name's gonna be? You think it's gonna be My Face? <laughs> <laughs> it's you know something they're, they're trying to get away from that whole Facebook thing. Yeah, um, it's gonna be something kooky. It's gonna be something like all uh, right. They're trying to go virtual, right? So, yeah, it's gonna be something like you know, like will come out of the mouth of like Elon Musk or something yeah, like that. Like, it's not. It's not gonna. It's be not gonna be something normal. that no. Like, and if they do, if they do create something normal. I'm telling you right now that. Majority of the people that are on there now are just going to start dropping. Yeah. It's going to lose it because, first of all, we all I know mean, that they, Facebook right now is the senior citizen section yeah. of social media. Yeah, teenagers don't even mess with Facebook. They don't even, yeah, right? they're, they're, they were so corny. Yeah. It's all about Snapchat, TikTok, and maybe Instagram. Yeah, so to teach an old person something new, yeah. even though they're going to be doing the redirections, you know, like if you go to Facebook, it's going to redirect to the new, to the new page. Because that's not that yeah. hard to do. Yeah. But people, you know, people that have been saying Facebook for 20 years, they're not going to be like, ah. Yeah. Oh, they're calling it, you know. I mean. You know, spaceship.com, you know, whatever the hell they're yeah. going to call it. I miss, but it's just not right. I miss MySpace. Remember how, how real it got when you had to pick your top friends? <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> Yo, you felt insulted when somebody took you out of the top friends like, list. How am I not top yo, yo, five? Yo, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait, I'm not, I'm not in your top six, dog? I'm not in your top six. Yeah, that was crazy. Now, let's get back to the kids thing. Yeah, go ahead. I got a question for you. Okay, shoot. At what age? Oh, man. <laughs> no, because you do this to me. So I think it's my turn to oh, return God, this to here you. here we go. So at what age do you start parenting to prep your kids to become adults? Oh, God. And to learn the responsibilities to become a Ooh. young adult. All right. Okay, we're going to go there. We're, All going, right. we're going there today. Cause right, I, I got to tr- stretch my neck here. Yeah, I'm not stretching this time. <laughs> I, I, I kind of like that you're like looking up at the sky now. And yeah. all that because right. I have, you know, I, have, it's, it's, I'm, I want your point of view on this because to me, I look at it going, hmm. what's the age? You know, it, all right, that's tricky. I think because every kid is different. Every kid is different and what, what they face and what they could deal with is different. So I think it all depends on the child's eagerness to want to, uh, it depends on their maturity level, in my opinion. You know, what? one of the harshest truths that I've ever had to learn that I learned early as a teenager was the world doesn't care how good of a person you are. It's not meant to be fair. <laughs> like, life is not meant to be fair. And we think that because we're a good person and we do everything right and we're good to people, that fairness will always be reciprocated. It will always come back to us. And 
that's not always the case. And I think, especially as kids, it's, you know, like you, I'm a father as well. And I was just talking to my daughter the other day about a similar conversation, how proud I am that she's coming into her own now and getting comfortable in her own skin. Because a few years ago, you're trying to keep up with your friends. You're trying to keep up with what they're doing or what you think is cool. And you're just trying to, you know, stay likable. And you think the only way to stay likable is to like the things that they like and do the things that they like. So I think teaching them early on, like, hey, you know, be learning to be yourself and learning that being a good person, you should want to do good just because it's the good thing to do, not because you're looking for something in return. So we have one of our, our listeners here that are yeah. in the chat just said, from the time they are born. This from is the time from they Rome. are born. Now, I feel like the concept's too big for them when they're when they're born. I think like when they're a baby or like even when like my son is eight, he has no concept <laughs> of the world. And granted, he knows stranger danger. Yeah. Well. <laughs> but like to understand the 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 uh, I think the gravity of like the circumstances or obstacles they're gonna face in life in general um might be too heavy for them at that age. I think around I wanna say start twelve, you start introducing them to it. What, you're introducing how to survive. You're introducing what are you introducing to them? What I'm I think twelve is the age to start with chores, responsibility. You start oh. teaching with responsibility. For me, I mean, my parents had me at third grade doing chores. I thought that was a bit much because I felt like, <laughs> but uh, I felt like I was a, a employee in my parents' house. But that's a different story. <laughs> oh, let me tell you something. In this house, yeah. there's nothing but employees. Oh no. <laughs> There's nothing but employees. This is your business. Right? This is this is this is our business. You uh, you want stuff done? Yeah. You want you you want to be able to go out, and it's just not the kids. It's yeah. us as parents. Yeah. You know, it's we all have jobs here. Yeah. You know, you're hungry. Yeah. Somebody has to cook. Yep. You want your wa your clothes washed? Okay. Somebody got to wash it. Okay. But what are you doing for us? Exactly. To yeah. make a, a little a little bit yeah. easier for us to be able to to do these things for you. Yeah. Yeah, I think I, I agree. I, I think I think, like I said, it depends on the maturity of the child. I think every child is different. Some kids come to these to these things like you start pointing them in the direction. You start giving them the tools like how to like it can start with simple things or how to make up your bed in the morning. That's what I've been doing with my son. Like every morning you're supposed to make up your bed. Like that's a small responsibility, but it teaches you a basic routine that you're going to carry with you for the rest of your life. That's my biggest pet peeve in this house. Yeah. I Who swear. Are you telling? I, I'm like, make your bed. Yeah. Make, just make believe. Yeah, you did something and you completed something. Making your bed is the most simple yeah. thing to do. You finished one thing, then exactly. start your day. Yep, it's like you you started, you accomplished one task at least already. So even if you have the worst day after this, you know, hey, I made up my bed, and it's nothing like coming home to a made up bed. So I feel like that was like for my son at that age. I honestly can't trust him to wash dishes. <laughs> I don't think nobody here can trust me washing dishes. I can't trust him to wash dishes because I know what those dishes are going to come out looking like. I asked him just when he eats ice cream, I said, yo, rinse out your bowl. And that bowl's half rinse. And I have to keep telling him, look, man, can you at least get most of the ice cream out? And I'll wash it. But you know what I mean? So, again, like, um, I feel like 12, I feel like they start going through that transitional period because it's right before they become a teenager. And I think 12 is the, the year that they start going through certain changes, and they are able to grasp the sort of levity of their responsibilities. They start understanding that money doesn't grow on trees, <laughs> that things, if you want, you have to work for it. Absolutely. And I think those concepts start to resonate at that age, and they, and they start appreciating how hard you work. Because now at this age, they understand what Christmas looks like. They understand the work that goes into making Christmas happen. <laughs> they understand the work that goes into making their birthdays happen. They start looking at you like, oh... 
I see mom prepping all this stuff here, buying all these balloons and stuff. I see dad going to all these places and paying for all this stuff. And then they start saying, okay. And then you start telling them, hey, look, you only get this because you earned it. Exactly. You earned it through your grades. You earned it through your behavior. Now you're starting to get it. You know what I'm saying? Like, whereas before, you know, my son, you know, he's slowly learning. <laughs> he's coming around. Like, <laughs> and, and it's fine. Yeah. It happens. Some people take a little bit longer than others. I, I agree with you. Yeah. Um, for me, my personal opinion, actually, I'm going to quick thing here. I'm looking at the, the chat here saying that you're preparing them before they realize Oh, okay. So I think that comes from the household that they're in. True. You know? So if you're a person that's constantly like um, a negative person, you know, because they, they pick yeah. up the character of the people that they're around. Yeah. So if they're if they're turning around always getting a negative, guess what? They're going to be negative kids. If you True. always have a positive po- towards them, you know, they're going to be what? positive. You're right. I think it does vary by culture. Yeah. For example, like I have friends who they uh, they're Indian, and in their culture. Their kids are super mature <laughs> at like six. Yeah. Like the oldest child in the group, like maybe eight, could take care of the baby. <laughs> like they, they, it'd be like four of them. Don't give their name. The state. I'm not going to give the name, but it'd be four of them. And the eight year old could basically babysit, like knows how to feed them, know how to take care of them. Like the eight year old could literally take care of a house. <laughs> no, I hear you on that. Now, one. me personally, I kind of want a kid to be a kid. For as long as possible, because you have your whole life to work. You have the rest of your life to be an adult. You have the rest of your life to deal with responsibility. You have the rest of your life to deal with the torture that we go through day to day. <laughs> good. That's going to take me to my second point on this question. Okay, go ahead. I'm walking with you. I think I freestyled that pretty good, but let's keep going. All right. So <laughs> on my end, okay. I, 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 I thought a little bit younger than you when it okay. comes to the responsibilities around the house. Right, well, wait, so they, so they can learn. Right, okay. So... But it was it was younger for me because I wanted the kids to be able to do more stuff mm-hmm. because I don't want I wanted to become very independent and be able to do things for themselves like stuff around the house and stuff you know simple things early. You That's know? fair. All right, but at what age do you start teaching them? Okay, listen, it's you're fifteen. Uh huh. All right, okay. or sixteen or fourteen. Now you can work. Okay. Oh, please. Okay. So now, how are you going to prepare them, f- like, to move on for that day that they're going to decide that they're going to be like, okay, I I want a car. Yeah. Well, granted, I'm I am the parent. And I'm going to help, but you got to put your you oh. got to put your portion in. Yeah. Um. Or you're going to want your own apartment. At what age do you think yeah. they should be going to get their oh, first dude. apartment? And stuff like that. I'm just curious to what you think because you know I I, I look at certain parents and you know like I, I look at that show Everybody Loves Raymond. Okay, yeah. If Raymond could show. still live in that show and, yeah, and with yeah, his mom, yeah. yeah, she she would have kept him in his house till he's fifty. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. So that's not me. <laughs> when, when what age do you think? Like first, you got to prepare them. Yeah. So so they can survive. So what's what do you think is the process? So me so I start so twelve is when you first making the introduction for me. Okay. Um, I felt like around, and then as they go through their teenage years, 13 and 14, I felt like, like, this is what I started doing with my daughter. We started setting goals. Okay. And this is before she entered high school. So before she entered high school, I said, what are your aspirations? Like, what are the things that you enjoy doing? Because I had both my kids, I make sure they try everything. 
They've done dance. They've done karate. They've done soccer. They've done. I made them do every sport, whatever activity it was, because I want them to have enough options to determine what is it that you enjoy doing? What is it that you like doing? And then figure out what gifts you want to basically hone on. Because whatever that gift is, I figured that's going to be the thing that either be your outlet for you to deal with the pressures of life or is going to be the doorway to get you into greater opportunities in the future. So what I try to do is figure out what is it that you're passionate about? Because I feel like you need to have a passion about something because that's going to dr- that's going to keep you motivated to complete your goals. So and I give like me and my daughter, we sat down and went through a number of colleges that she so my daughter's into dance. So we looked through a bunch of colleges that supports the arts program. And this is everything from theater to dance to music, whatever it might be. I had her look at several different colleges and she had like three colleges in mind. I let her even look at the price of what it costs to go to those colleges. Oh, yeah. I made her look at, you know, the different scholarships that she could try to pursue to go to these colleges. Listen, I'm going to tell you right now. Uh huh. You can go to the public library. Do not go on 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 the Internet. Go to the public library. Yeah. They have books. Mm hmm. They tell you what scholarships will be given to you based off of whether you're a lefty, wow. whether you're a minority, yeah. whether you're, you're, you know, you're, you're second generation in this country, third yeah. generation, first generation. Or There's girl. Girl. <laughs> yeah. Um, blue eyes, green eyes. You'll yeah. be, you'll be yeah. surprised. Oh, there's tons. There's, there's tons, tons. You know, you got the the Pell Grant that mm-hmm. can be given if you you know the parents don't don't you know don't exceed a certain uh, yearly yeah. income. There's so many different assistance programs out there Absolutely. that the money just sits there. Yeah, I think I think uh, it was like maybe like four or five years ago, there was almost like like almost like 150 million dollars of free money for education. Yeah. Just sitting there that nobody even uses. Look used. at that. Yeah, it's just excess money just waiting for somebody to use it. And a lot of kids are scared to even apply for it because they're like, I'm not going to get it. I'm not going to get it. That's not going to be me. You're going to apply for everything. You're going to apply for everything. You're yeah. tall, you're short, whatever yeah. <laughs> whatever it is. You know, but because you have to. You have to. It's too expensive. It's too expensive. And again, this goes back to our earlier podcast conversation about the need of of universities or college or even pursuing that. I am going to encourage it just because I know as a society you kind of need that sort of certificate to move up in this society. You know, they made it almost like a prerequisite requirement. However, I do want her to pursue her own uh, research and pursue whatever it is that she's passionate about because it may not be the traditional way. Because honestly, when you think back about all the people who are millionaires and wealthy in this society, a lot of them are either college dropouts, high school dropouts, or people who never even went to school. They didn't go the traditional way. Right. They went through experience. And these are some of the most wealthiest people that we've ever, you know, ever seen. Like, I mean, Bill Gates, college dropout. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, anyway, so I don't want to distract from the point that you were trying to make. So basically, the, the age that I think is eighth grade. Eighth grade, I think at that age, they're like, what, 14? They're Th- 13, 14. 13, 14. I think that's the appropriate age. Unless to there start. were some of the people I went to school, they were like yeah. 16, 17. <laughs> but we're not talking about those people. A few of those people that stayed back. Yeah. So I, I would say that's a good age because right there, especially eighth grade, because before you, you I, I made it very clear. I said, I told my daughter, look, four years, you're an adult. <laughs> and there's going to be different expectations as an adult. So you got four years. The clock is ticking for you to make this thing happen because after that, there's only you have to take all the principles that I've instilled in you to start taking it to wherever you go. 
You know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying I'm going to give her the boot as soon as she turned 18, but you need to learn to now start planting your own roots and planting your feet in the ground to start growing into the person you want to become. Because I, I basically, you know, I feel as parents, you are there to nurture them and the, your success is them being able to go out in the world on their own and take care of themselves. Totally agree. I mean, like, as a parent, I'm like, you know, I get it. We're we're spending what the kids don't realize is that as a parent, yeah, you're taking 20 years out of your life, yeah, just to be sure that they get a life. Exactly. All right. Yeah. So, like, for me, I'm looking at it going, okay. So, my 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 kids are they they're gonna be 14. So I'm looking at them going, okay, you know, maybe. Next year, maybe, you know, like, I don't know, maybe next year, the following year, depending on how things yeah. are, maybe they can get like a little job and all that. Yeah. But I want them to learn the responsibility of paying bills yeah. and not, not just, you know, going from not paying anything to, yeah, to paying, paying $3,000 worth of bills a month because mm-hmm. it's something you have to build. It's something you have to get to. You know, there are different salaries and, yeah. you know, expectation for salaries. You're not going to make top dollar when you leave school. Oh, absolutely not. You're not. You know, unless you're some rocket scientist or, you know, you're doing stuff in technology where they're going to be like, we'll give you 150,000 right now to do cybersecurity. It it takes a certain type of person to be able to do that. Most of these jobs aren't taking you unless you have experience. So even though you have this degree and all this stuff, they'd be like, yeah, but have you ever worked at a job before? Yeah, you're starting at the bottom of the barrel. All right, you're going to work in the mailroom. All right. (laughs) So to me, it's like, okay, so when my kids, well, I'm going to ask you. So when your kids start working and they start. Are you going to put them like on a budget from their their pay? Absolutely. And they're going to have to pay like a little bill like yeah. to show. I mean, you don't have even better than that. So my parents when I was growing up, this was as soon as I got my first job. In fact, my first job I was working for my stepfather. Uh he had an alarm company and my job was to run wires cuz I was small through the attic and through the basement, through all the, you the were warehouses. I was a little guy that had to walk on the beams and try not to fall through the ceiling. Um but yeah, and I would get paid and right out the gate so my step, Mike, this is his business. Right. And me and my stepbrother, um, he lived with us for a time. So anyway, he would sit with us and say, okay, this is how much you both got paid. And we'd be like, ooh, 20 bucks. He'd be like, now give me $2. And I was like, what? Like, give me $2 of your 20 bucks. So I would have to give him back $2. Even though he just gave me $20, he gave me 10 and 10 singles. He would give me 20 bucks. I give him back to $2. And he says, okay, give me another two dollars and i'm like what is he doing why are you going to give me money just to take it back and he says what i'm trying to teach both of you is that one ten percent of your money should go into savings another ten percent is going to go to the church <laughs> okay and then and then he says on top of everything else my i started with 20 i'm now down to 16 he yep. says another two dollars and i'm like what is this for he says for the house <laughs> so i i got twenty dollars <laughs> And I walked away with fourteen. So it is. So I, though I thought it was cruel, <laughs> I right. got the concept. It was basically. So my my goal is basically say, all right, tell my daughter that you like to get your hair done, <laughs> you like your cell phone. So this is how much out of your paycheck will work out a budget, and this is how much you're going to pay towards each one of these things because you need to. And it'll start small. I'm not going to ask her to pay her full portion of it because I know she's going to make. Her first job, what? What? I don't even know what minimum wage is now. So seven dollars, eight dollars, whatever job she 
she does get whatever it is it's gonna be a low paying job it's gonna be a low paying job it's probably gonna be working at the library i don't know but whatever yeah, it get, is get her in that aisle with a with a financial aid book is oh absolutely <laughs> oh that's exactly what i would do and i'm like read as many books in there as you can absolutely but yeah but my goal is just basically because i've already talked to my kids both of my kids from an early age about assets and liabilities because my goal is just to instill in them the importance of a financial education. Okay. So like, even though you may go out into the world and you're going to learn all this historical stuff and philosophy and everything else, your financial education, I feel is the most vital for you to survive in this world. So, um, we'll see how it goes. I feel like every parent is just doing a Wayne Brady and improv in it because I mean, I, I don't think there's no one size fit all for everybody. No, there kid. is, there's, there's yeah. no such thing as parenting that works yeah. for everybody across the board. Absolutely. It all depends on who you are, I mean, what, you, what your life experiences are and what your kids are going through and everything. Absolutely. Else. Cause if you saw what my parents did with me, my Lord, <laughs> no, <I'm, laughs> it's nothing but the grace of God that I'm here today. Yeah. Well, well, thank you for letting him survive. <laughs> uh, so my grandmother must have gave like some great prayer because I don't, I don't know how I'm here <laughs> and how yeah. I'm uh, this successful with this life. <laughs> uh, because of determination, because you actually knew, yeah, where you want to be. Yeah. So that's going to go into another topic that I want to talk about. But I'm going to talk about the kids a little bit more. Okay. So I, I feel the same way you do. I think that once the kids get, I'm going to take. Uh-huh. a portion of it i'm not gonna spend it of course but not. i'm gonna be like okay this is for this this is for that yeah but i will tell you that recent not recent there's several years already i've showed my kids the value of the dollar yeah so they at one point they they like those squishies remember those that with a little pop-up oh little? okay yeah yeah yeah. like so, the stress thing yeah, like, the stress yeah, things yeah. so we you know we go shopping there were kids and yeah. they were like oh this one's only 20 dollars it's a 15 dollars yikes made i'm like so you're gonna spend 20 dollars on something that costs 15 cents yeah so I can I constantly kept explaining to them. Yeah. So now when it was when it was my money, it was okay. Oh, of course. So well, now when we gave money. them money and it was like, okay, here's twenty dollars. Guess what? It's gone now. Now what? You just reminded me of, of this great uh, quote that I saw. It says, uh, "You didn't you didn't buy a thousand dollars shoe. You bought a hundred and seventy dollars shoe for a thousand dollars. There's a difference." <laughs> so so you know my kids starting to to learn it and understand uh, it. So which to me I think it's it's. It's good. So I want to get my kids to a point where they know that once they're getting their paycheck, they need to divide it up because at one point in life, they're going to have to take that big step. And mm-hmm. whether it's a car, whether it's paying for some of their education, because you you just can't be the hovering parent going, here's money. Yeah, here's yeah, money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's money. I don't want to be daddy Warbucks. No. <laughs> you're 26 years old. You're still living in my house. You don't yeah. pay rent. And I still don't see anything coming out of you. But guess what? Yeah. Um, asking for more money. I'm not doing nah, that. Nah, 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 nah. I'm going to be Scrooge McDuck. You're going to know. <laughs> Huey, Dewey, and Louie. You better get it together. <laughs> how, do they, how do they learn? Yeah, you, you got... So, I feel as a parent, if you don't prepare them for, for, for life to be able to stand on their own two feet, then unfortunately, I think you, didn't, you, you failed as a parent. And, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, not, again, not everybody's cut out to be a parent. I think most parents, a lot of parents, unfortunately, they, they get caught up in wanting their kids to like them or be their best friend. Or be their buddy, buddy, rather than instilling them the tools that they need to be, you know, uh, an adult. And I feel like that is that is critical because I know as a parent, it's a tough balance. You want your kid to love you. You don't want to sever that relationship. But your kids should always still kind of respect you and and have trust in you that you're giving them the guidance needed to move on in life. So. I mean, again, I don't, I don't, I'm not here to say that I'm the perfect parent, but uh, no. I think there's just certain things that you are vital for a kid's upbringing. 
Well, you know, we have a live studio audience, right? We have one we have one person in the crowd. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Karen. <laughs> and, and she's and, she, and she's over there going, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. She, she, she flipped out the chancleta, so you know. <laughs> you know we we dropping some real bars when the chancleta comes out. <laughs> oh yeah. She got the boomerang of chancleta too, man. She's hit me a couple of times with it. You know what? I'm gonna let you finish, but I got a, I got a question for you. I'm gonna throw you off on. No, so, so, no today's my day. You're gonna have to hold. No, so I no, and I agree with that. You know, it's not like it's not, and, and you know, kids think that we're being mean to them, and it's not. We're yeah. just preparing them because I see these these situations where it's like now you're in your 20s, late 20s, early 30s. You got yourself a career, but you don't gotta pop the piss in. But yeah, you want, yeah, you want everything, yeah. And that comes back to our early talk with social media. You're looking at all these people with the glitz and the glamour, and you're like, man, I want a car like that. I want a house like that. But you're, you know, mentally, you're still stuck in this old place of rinse and repeat of taking on more debt. You, you know, you know, there's an old saying. They, I mean, when I first came into the business of, like, dealing with financial advisors, they say, you know what? Poor people spend, middle class people save, and rich people invest. And the people who stay poor is because they keep spending more than what they have. So all they do is spend because they're trying to keep up with the Joneses. They're trying to keep up with the, the with current. They got to get the newest iPhone. They got to get the newest this. They got to get the newest car. And they keep putting themselves further and further in debt trying to keep up. The middle class people, all they do is save. I'm going to save for this car. I'm going to save for this. But the problem is you spend so much time saving, you're not keeping up with inflation. Because once again, back to our earlier conversation in previous episodes, your money's sitting in the bank account getting almost no interest. Right. And the rich people, they invest. So hopefully they've been listening to our previous episodes, putting their money where, you know, they're supposed to be doing so they can move up a class because you don't want to stay in that cycle of being in the middle or definitely don't want to be in the poor. Yeah, because, you know, at some point they're going to hit rock bottom. Oh, man. It's and be that's rough. the worst because it's just like, OK, I can't. I can't get the car that I want. I have my yeah. car. I can't afford to pay for it. Yeah. Or I want this house, but I can't I can't buy it. So how am I going to get it? Now, because they're trying to keep up with so many people and they mm-hmm. never learned the lessons of becoming an adult. So now they're like, oh, I'm going from paying zero rent to $3,700 yeah. monthly for a house that you really, really, really can't afford. Preach. So I'm like, okay, so what do you do now? So now all of a sudden their house rich. Yeah. But you go in the house, that refrigerator is one of those little refrigerators you have for your beer. (laughs) And, you know, their couch is two crates because they can't afford it because guess what? They never learned. So I think that the earlier you start teaching your kids the financial part of it and Mm learn to survive, something happens to you, they'll know how to make it in this world. And they don't have to wait till they're in their 30s to figure out. Oh, I should have been saving that instead of going out to the clubs Absolutely. and partying and doing all this. Because it's sad. Because th- this is one of the reasons, one of the things that bothers me about today's society mm-hmm. is that they, they're they taking people that are in their 20s and making them like if they were 15. Yeah. And that bothers me because they're never going to learn until they're in their 30s. Yeah. And by then, they you, you waist deep in like. A and bunch. I'm going to hit you with this. Go ahead. 30s close to midlife. Yeah, it is. And they're, ta- they're not realizing they've been. They're, they're trying to be a teenager to their in their thirties. Yeah, man, they still trying to turn out, trying to live it up. And at that point, you should be building your nest egg. You should be building your. You should have started that beforehand. Like this, this is this is saying like they they say you you know a lot of people in our society people don't spend what they have. They spend what they're worth. 
And what I mean by that is that Mm -hmm. your credit allows you to buy more things. Your credit allows you to buy a car. Your credit allows you to buy your house because the the creditors, the banks or whatever, they're looking at how much you're worth. They're looking at you have little debt and you're you're responsible with making payments and they're saying, you know what, we could trust you with this six-figure loan. So a lot of times when you see a person acquiring assets, it's not that he's making a ton of money because you could be a person who pumps gas for a living, who makes $30,000 a year. But if your credit is immaculate or if you're a barber, you could do whatever you want because, again, it's not about what you have. It's about what you're worth. Funny you say that. Years ago, I went to buy a car. Yeah. My credit was eh. Eh. Right? It was an eh. Eh. There's a different red. There's holy crap. And then there's eh. And then there's there's, wow. Wow. Oh, dang, daddy. Yeah, but it was eh. (laughs) But my payments were higher because it was eh. Okay. Yeah. Because they were like, you're a risk. Yeah. I'm like, but it's not that much of a risk. No, you're you're, you're, still a risk. you're in that number it's because business, bro. You're, it's yeah. business. Nope, not the person. So okay, so and plus, my you're, credit- and plus you're a minority, so it's more. Eh. <laughs> it's you a lot get of a eh, double. Eh, eh, eh. Eh. <laughs> yeah. So so to me, you know, I'm like, okay, so you know that I'm a risk. So why are you gonna make my payments bigger? Yeah, it, it makes no sense to me. No, but, it doesn't. No. But this is the way the world is. Yeah. So now that's you know, funny. So I'm like, I'm like. I want to put myself out there. Yeah. But now it's just like I can't afford it. Yeah. So what do you do? You get yourself a used car. You downgrade. You downgrade. You pay what you could, man. Right? So that you build your credit up and you be, you know, you're sure that you can that you can survive as a as a and then all of a sudden now your credit score is over 700. Yeah. And you go in there and now you want the car that you you're that you ended up settling for. You know, it's because uh-huh. you don't need that car anymore. Now the car that you really want is going to be cheaper than the one that you they told you you couldn't get because your credit score is better. Exactly, exactly. Which, which is which is crazy because that's the way the real world is. That is. You know, it's so funny. I got more offers when I didn't need the offer than when I needed it. Yeah, <laughs> I had banks trying to throw credit cards and loads at me, and I'm like, where were you? Five years ago, when I was drowning in debt, begging oh. for a loan, yeah, you just yeah. let me die out in the sea. <laughs> yeah, we've, trust me, we've gone through that. You know, there were times that you know, they they, they even send you the letters. This is how bad it was. They send you the letter. You don't even qualify. I know. Yeah, it's like I Bruh, didn't even apply. I didn't. I didn't need you to send me a letter. I knew I didn't. I could apply. <laughs> yeah. So you know, but this is where we want to get the kids to absolutely, going. absolutely. So I'm gonna just take this a little. So you don't hold know, on. Can I ask you a quick question before uh, we go to the next one? Go ahead. I just ask you a quick question. Because you were talking about cars, and I got to know. What's an embarrassing song that you play when you're in the loan of the car? Oh, Jesus. I feel like, Frankie, <laughs> I just had this random thought of you in the car by yourself singing Balaimos. <laughs> Balaimos. No, that's that's a no. <laughs> Let the rhythm take you. <laughs> no. No, see? You're, you're disturbing me. I'm curious. Uh, what do you sing by yourself when you're in the car? Like, no kids, no caring. You're in the car by yourself. And you're, you're just jamming. Eres tu. It's a Spanish song. Eres tu. Eres tu. Like, it's this. There's a story behind that, but that's, yeah, there is, that's probably one of the songs. Um, damn. Like, it has to be the song that, like, you when you're in the car, you're, you're like, this is my concert. Like, when this song comes on, I don't care who's on the road. I'm going to jam this song. Like, this is me. <laughs> oh, my God. These people that are driving are driving around my car to see me perform this song. <laughs> you know what mine is? Oh. <laughs> you want to know what mine is? Oh, jeez. God. <laughs> Seal kiss from a rose. Oh, no. <laughs> I can 
could see you driving. I could see you driving with the hands go up in the air. Damn. <laughs> Baby. <laughs> yeah. Oh, damn. I, I really. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I'm taking a kiss the, from a rose. <laughs> yeah. I just so I would like to announce today is the last day of this podcast. <laughs> you know what's the bad part? Damn. I didn't find out until I went to, a, I think, a, a, I, was, I was in a, a, a contest. Well, we had to answer trivia questions, and one of the trivia questions was the name, uh, the ending part of Kiss from a Rose lyric, and I got it wrong, and I'm like, damn it, I've been singing this song wrong for years. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, all right, all right, uh, come, okay, I, let's move on. I, I really, come back to uh, you on that no, one. No, so I really don't have a song, because I actually do a, I do a listen to a lot of talk radio, Yeah. but there are songs that when, I, when they're on... Like I like any Whitney Houston song that comes on, yeah, I'm just leaving oh, your it body on. in it. Uh, yeah, I'm, I would love I'm, to see you sing. I, I will dance I, I, with somebody. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely throwing it out there. Shaka Khan's another one that I, you know, whenever her music's on, I'm gonna sit. You sing there I'm, I'm Every Woman. Oh, absolutely. I'm very comfortable with who I am. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, but oh, but not like in. Uh, Can you please record it next time? <laughs> no, that's again. That's a no. Uh, but that's like um, what was the movie? Uh, the Longest Yard. Yes, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he's like he's yes. in the bathroom scene. Yes, yeah. no, it's not. It's not like that. But oh yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely sing their stuff because it's That's just amazing. to me they're classics. Yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. You can't let those go through. Oh man, somehow we got to put a camera in your car. But keep going. Yeah, that, mm. <laughs> now I got to look at my car every day. I'm gonna have to check. So yeah, go ahead. We're gonna talk about something that um, I actually was having a conversation with one of my daughters, uh-huh. and she she said to me. Um, what did you want to be when you when you were growing up? When oh, you were a kid? Man, that question. So, and and to me, it was like that's both depressing. No, but yeah, but I'm, I'm uh, hold on. So it's the bucket list of things oh, that you man. wanted to be when, when you were growing up. Yeah. So, what did you? Oh man, don't want do this. to be? Don't no, do this. This is, don't do this. See, see, this is great. <laughs> this is great. You want to know why? Because he, this. I'm always with the hands up. I can't believe you asked me this question. Don't do this. I can't look. <laughs> so. Oh man! Oh man! Stage I, is yours. You know what, Frankie? I'm living my dream with you. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell Erica. This is it. This is it right here. I'm living my dream. Um, you know, every every parent gets asked that question. Like, you know, what would your life be like? You know, if you didn't have kids, or what would your life be? Grow like that? You imagine growing up that you were going to become? All these kind of hypothetical questions. Um, and I feel like this kind of goes back to what you had once said a long time ago. I think it was episode one. You said it. You was like, everything in my life happened the way it was supposed to be. And this is the, the life that I'm supposed to have. No. <laughs> but if I had to say, what did I imagine? Like, what did I aspire to want to be? Um, hmm. I used to want to be a cop. Yeah, okay. believe it or not. I used to, I, I to want to be a cop and a firefighter to the point that... Uh, those were the two things I wanted to be as a kid. And a firefighter, I actually went and completed the test for Avenel. And I, I completed the, the physical test. I did everything. I got licensed. All that stuff. I was working. I was in Avenel Fire Department. and um, But at the time, I was a single dad. So I had a choice to make. Either pursue my dream of wanting to be a firefighter or I had to get a different job so I could be there more for my daughter. Okay. And so I, I chose that. I chose my daughter because, uh, you know, as a firefighter, you have to be on call. They give you a pager right. and you have to, no matter where you're at, you have to drop what you're doing and get to the firehouse so you could get on the fire truck and get to where you need to be. And I was like, 
dude, I, I if I'm with my kid and I have no one <laughs> there to take care of my kid, I that's this right. is not happening. And right. then I was and then I tried it for a while and I started accumulating absences and it wasn't a good look. And I said, listen, in fairness to the fire department, in fairness to me, like I don't want to keep being put in this position. So I used to want to be a firefighter. Um, and maybe one day I'll go back to doing it. Um, my other aspiration was I clearly wanted to be in Hollywood. I wanted to be the next Will Smith, but that it, <laughs> yo, Karen nearly, Karen nearly choked on her drink when I said that. <laughs> Listen, I grew up on Will Smith and Bad Boys and Fresh Prince of Bel Air, and I was like, I could totally do this. <laughs> As a kid, I was like, this guy can't. If he do can it. do it, anybody can. If he can. can do it, I will body this. And uh, yeah, and then when I got to high school, I thought I was going to be the next uh, Usher. <laughs> <laughs> and that didn't work out either. And then uh, I wanted to be a rapper, and that didn't work out. You seen my bars? You heard my bar, my bars that I've dropped here. <laughs> and then uh, yeah, so if are we going to talk about bucket list or just aspirations? No, no bucket list stuff that like when you were a kid, you know, like your parents go to. So who, you know, you, you got that one aunt, you know, the one that hits the bottle a little too much comes mm-hmm. up to you, Rashawn. Mm-hmm. What you want to be when you grow? Pick up. <laughs> When you grow up. Um, so that was like the top five. All right. So it was like basically firefighter cop. I wanted to be an actor. I wanted to be uh, a music artist. But um, if I had to look at it right now in regards to some of my aspirations, um, I don't know. I think this podcast thing is like the next venture for me. Like I, I like kicking it here with you. And um I would like for this to be something that we could do more so as a, on a full-time basis. I like being able to ex- have this outlet to express myself and um and entertain people. I feel like this is hitting all the the lanes that I wanted to hit in for right now. So, this is my 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 cool thing on the bucket list. But if I had to choose other aspirations and things I want to do, well, the things that I could say here publicly. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> I would like to uh I want to go to Egypt one day. I want to see the pyramids. Okay. I want to go I definitely want to go to Africa one day. Um, cause my whole life, all I've seen of Africa is what they put on TV, which makes everybody look like they're living in the wild and it's a safari and I don't want to wait, I don't wait, I don't wait. And I don't think it looks nothing like that. Every, I, from when I hear Africa is more like city, like it actually looks like LA. And, um, I want to say it's a that. combination of LA, New yeah. York and China. Yeah. It's they a combination it's, of everything. But you never see that. They never no. advertise that. And, um, and I had a few friends who visited Africa and came back and they was like, yo, everything you've seen on TV, it is nothing like that at all. They make it look like it's dirt poor there. Like it's, it's nothing but Some people with bones people. In, their, in, in, in their noses. And it's not the case. Like they're like, bro, it, 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 it it's legit. It looks nice there. So I'm one, I definitely want to take a trip to Africa. I'm sure it's probably crazy. Like you go to a corner store, you get yourself a soda or something, you walk out and there's a giraffe in your backyard. I'm sure it looks <laughs> nuts, but I want to have that experience. So that's that's definitely something on my bucket list. And um, I definitely want to go, even though I don't like the cold, I want to see the Aurora lights. I want to see um, yeah. the Northern lights. I think that would be a good look. So if I got to go to Iceland, I'll, I'll make that trek, um, even though I, I hate being cold. Like, I hate, like, I avoid the cold by yeah. any means necessary. But, like, I would make the trek okay, and go into that hot spring and look into the sky, the northern lights, if I have to. Yeah. Right. So, go ahead. Give me yours, Frankie. All right. So, you know, like, the family would always come over and be like, you know, so what do you want to do when you grow up? You know, 
it wasn't my aunt. It was more like my uncles. You know, they smelled nothing. Yeah. They, they, they smelled more like Budweiser. They really didn't just care. Just so you know, when adults ask you that, they're just looking for ideas. Yeah. Yeah. Because they, <laughs> they ask the kids. Because they're like, oh, maybe I should like, try that. I'm like, dang, I'm all out of ideas. What do you got, kid? Yeah. What, what do you want to do? <laughs> no. So when I was when I was a kid, everybody asked me, they were like, what do you want to do? What do you want to do with your life? And I was like, okay, I want to I wanna be a fireman. Everybody wants to be a fireman. It's either mm. a fireman or cop. Oh, yeah. Everybody wants to do Bro, that. Bro, we grew up in a de- generation of the show cops and backdraft. <laughs> yeah. That's absolutely right. So then it was that. And then there was, um, I wanted to work on an ambulance, right? Mm. And then I wanted to work in New York in a big corporate office, right? And I wanted to be able to make big decisions, you know, for a corporation and stuff nice. like that. Um I always wanted to learn how to DJ, become a DJ. Nice, look at fulfilled. So, so all these things, and I'm and I'm t- and I having this conversation with my daughter, and I go to her, and then the other thing I always wanted to do is I actually wanted to be on the radio. Oh, wow. look at this so, full but, circle. Oh, because of the whole thing was that you know, like I always felt like, you know, like those dreams that you have as a kid, you got to try to find a way to yeah to accomplish them. Absolutely. So, so me and her are talking. So she's like, so how many of them did you complete? I said, well, okay. Oh, and I also told her that I always wanted to be with computers and technology. Oh, because, look at that. Yeah. Right? Because to me, you know, we were coming up. We had the little, like, the Commodore 64 that you had the little keypad. Oh, my God. And all that. Commodore 64, so I, and I And I learned how to, like, mm-hmm. get into it and, and to code with it back yeah. then. So it was actually COBOL, which was horrible. Mm-hmm. But I was like, okay. So, you know, I learned how a little bit of that. But, you know, I was like, okay. So let me see how many have I completed. Um, I was an EMT. Did that yeah. for almost six years i think it was almost close to six years so i did that and i was like loved it wow nice i had a great time with it uh, i actually worked in new york for mm-hmm. scholastic the publishing company and i was one of the supervisors i ended up becoming a supervisor there for the technology department so we were making a lot of good decisions so that yeah. those two it was like off the, right off the bucket bucket list real quick i remember i had the same similar aspiration i was like i always wanted to work in new york and have a briefcase and look like and wear a suit and be in a big skyscraper building. And then when I got it, I was like, dude, this is terrible. I hate New York. <laughs> yeah. You I even... never wanted this is a wrong. Get this off the bucket list. This is done. <laughs> yeah. So so I you know, and I, t- I totally agree. <laughs> it was it was too much. Oh, you know yeah. what it is? Because we you know, we came up with movies like nine to five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All yeah. those movies where they made New York look like Oh, it they was made awesome. it look glamorous. Oh, yeah, like, that look, was nowhere near glamorous. Yeah, no. It was so, stank. Yeah, a big time. <laughs> So then I did that, and then um, I was also a fireman. Yeah. Hey. And, but I don't know if you remember, but I was also I was a fireman at, in Avenel. Get out you. of here before we Look at before you. you. Look at me following your footsteps. Yeah. So before you. So we were actually, we were living in Avenel, and um, I go to her, maybe I'll apply this. She goes, yeah, I well, dare you. Yeah. I said, Okay. Sure enough, I did it. I was there for like maybe a year and a half or something yeah. like that. And then opportunities, you know, like when it comes to work, yeah, work, yeah. like same thing, pretty much same thing with you. I actually, you know, went out and had to. You had to drop everything you do. I had to drop it, you know, yeah. but because, you know, I needed to make money. Yeah. Yeah. And then we ended up moving away. Actually, we, that's, you know, tough times. We ended up moving up to Patterson for a couple oh, of years. Okay. To, you know, t- because the reality is if you turn around. And you realize the situation you're in, you sometimes have to take a step back. And that's Absolutely. what we did. Yeah. Got a smaller apartment. And then, you know, we worked our way to where we are today. It's not much. It's not glamorous where everyone's like, ooh, ah, but it's ours. Yeah, yeah. And that's what, that's, that's that's what, what matters. matters. Yeah. So then I also wanted to DJ, which is actually something that we have, I took up maybe four, four years ago. Yeah. And I, 
I love. And now you're booking weddings. Look at this. So last night it kept me busy. And I and I really, really enjoy it to the point that sometimes I come down and I start playing music and I start one genre and I just go through a thousand genres there and I just keep because it takes me to a different place. Yeah. I forget about everything when I'm listening. That's your outlet. Yeah. Yeah. And then the other thing was obviously, you know, what we're doing now, which is we're on the radio. I never thought it was going to be a podcast because podcasts didn't exist back then. Yeah. But I, I always felt like I wanted to have like that voice, you know. Yeah. We, you know, growing up, you heard, you know, like, you know, 98.7. You I know, wanted these to be, guys were like, they were having so much fun. Dude, I wanted to be the guy. I'm so corny. I wanted to be the guy <laughs> on 98.7 and he would do The Quiet Storm. But uh, I never had the voice. He would sound all deep. People were like, welcome, ladies gentlemen we're here for the quiet storm the quiet storm <laughs> yes yeah. no. he would play nothing but rb jams i was like i was such an old soul <laughs> listening to this like, oh i hope he plays anita baker <laughs> why didn't he i would have played it <laughs> yeah no but so. also yeah so so those those are the things and this is what i told my kids like it doesn't make a difference what what you want to be if you have a thousand things you try them yeah. Figure out which one you're gonna like, because you know how many people go to school for 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 one thing for one totally, thing and yeah. they become totally different. Absolutely, yeah. That's you know, why I say casting that as big as you can. That's why I put my kids in everything. Yeah. The more you expose yourself to different things, the more potential opportunities you create for yourself. Because even though you may not love everything that you do, you can't never look back on your life and say, "Hey, I didn't give it a shot. I didn't try it." So, try everything and um. You know, and having the courage to even put yourself out there to even learn it is a big step. So I always encourage my kids to just try even something that you may think that won't interest you at all. Just give it a shot. Like my daughter probably has no interest in chess, but I would like for her to try it because you never know. You might pick up a skill. You remember, I never forget. I think um, was it was it Michael Jordan? It might not have been Michael Jordan, but it was somebody who they didn't they didn't want to do the sport that they are currently getting paid for they wanted to do i think baseball maybe russell wilson they had a passion for the other sport they didn't want to play um the the sport that they ended up playing but they didn't want to even do it but when they did it they were so good at it it gave them more opportunities indoors to pursue that avenue than the other one they had a greater chance of being more successful and running the team than if he would have went the other route so it's just crazy you just never know what um life has planned for you yeah, so. so you know, basically, go out there, yeah. Get, try it. Hey, listen, I learned how to bake. Yeah. Um. By the way, I do have to make peanut butter chip cookies sometimes. Yes, soon. you do. I haven't made them in years. You haven't, and we're beefing. It's been yeah, years. we're beefing on the low because I haven't had it in a, a solid. I want to say four or five years. You made them uh, peanut butter. It's, it's been yeah. a long time, and I know those. I remember last time you made them too. Yeah. I, I no, I remember one time, uh, Erica, when she was pregnant. Yeah. She, she you guys. Yeah. Yo, mine. I think that was the last time, right? bro. And then she turned around and she went. So, you guys went went away for the weekend. Yeah. And she, oh, peanut butter. She goes, they don't taste like his. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, I I definitely have to make them. And then the other thing is, um, one of the persons that are in the chat, um, her aunt. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it out there. Her aunt was like the best crumb cake person ever. Oh yeah, she's like, "There's no way you're gonna be able to crumb cake is uh, replicated." There's no, so I go to give me a shot. Oh man! So one day, this is when I was working at Scholastic. I show, I, I show up. I go to here's some crumb cake. I just brought you two pieces. They were nice size. So she, so I leave her alone. I go back to to my to my desk, and I'm I go back to her, and I go to her. So what you think? She goes, 
I got to call my aunt and tell her she's the second best. <laughs> wow. Nice. Nice. So, she, you know. Th- I'm, I'm going to put your crumb cake to the test because yeah. I had a good crumb cake recently. And um, it's, it's, I think it's probably the best crumb cake I ever had. Yeah. It's up there because it was a, it was a friend from the gym um, who made us a, each a portion. Like we right. was having like a celebratory thing at the gym. And she made it, and I was able to bring some back home. Yeah. And I warmed that bad boy up. I just put it, minced it for a little bit, took that thing out, and I could taste the richness of the butter that was in there. And that thing was so soft. And I don't even like crumb cake. That's not even my go-to. Like, I, I used to think crumb cake is always dry. I'm always like, I don't it, Like, it makes your throat hurt. You'd be like, oh, I need milk. I can't eat this nonsense. But this crumb cake, fam, it was like, it was... <sighs> It melted in my mouth just like the butter. Like I was wow. just like, oh my god! And the flavor yeah. was just crazy. I could taste the brown sugar. It was like you ever taste something where you could taste every layer of the flavor. Like you could taste the brown sugar. I could taste the. Cr- I could taste the cookie. I could taste like it was crazy. Yeah. But yeah. So those actually you saying yours is just slamming too? Like yeah. All right. And then make a date. my last <laughs> thing that I make that's ridiculous is my chocolate cake. Chocolate cake. Mm. There's not a person. That's, oh, you try to get somebody Hershey squirts. Listen, I see no. what you do. <laughs> no, there's not a person that that's had the chocolate cake and said, um, "Can, can I have? I need some more. You need, really? I want more. Wow. They can't say that it was just okay. okay. They're like, I want more. You putting crack They're, in it? it, it <laughs> listen, and, and it's you know something. It's not even. It's not even just because I make it. Yeah, but it's I'm gonna tell you, the first day that it's made. I don't even want to touch it. It's that day two. Oh, when it marinates. Oh, Lord. I have people oh, walking Lordy, here going, Lordy. oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my Jesus. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And then my chocolate cake is ridiculous. So uh, I have to make those. For nice. You guys. Bet. Listen, so we, we've been on for a while. So oh, wait, wait, I, wait, I we actually, have a time. Are we on? We're too, we're over? No, we're a little over, but we want to hit a topic that we've been, we've, we haven't touched. Oh, my God. Because we haven't answered it. Oh, bro, our ADD is so bad. You are absolutely right. I got so much beef from people because for those that don't know, episode three, we talked about summer barbecues and then we ended it with cheating. And the original question was, who is more at fault for cheating? Is it the person who's doing the cheating or is it the other person they cheated with? So you want to go first? (laughs) Yeah, I'll, I'll... I'll go first. Okay, okay. So, body this. by the way, uh, just to let you guys know, this is our opinion. Yeah. Oh, man. So, we do drop not, di- not want to get the email saying, hey, you're wrong. This yeah. is our personal opinion. Yes, go ahead. Drop so, the disclaimer. So, yeah, <laughs> dude, you have to. Because the bottom line is, if no, you don't. No, what we say is law. What, <laughs> if you don't, you know you're going to get those calls. So, go ahead. You got people that are, they're a couple. Got it. And one of them cheats. Oof. Okay. I don't care who the other person is. Yeah. It's the person that's in that relationship yeah. that should know better. Gotcha. Regardless, because, you know, you can flaunt as much as you want. You know, you can be like, you know, oh, you know, you know, do this, do that. But if you have the respect for yourself and the uh-huh. person you're with, Talk you should it. not be going out there going, oh, thank you. Mm. Oh, no. Oh, we're just friends. Ooh. Okay. okay. Oh, you want to go to lunch? Oh, it's 15 minutes? Oh, okay. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. What about work husbands? No. <laughs> I have friends, listen, I have friends that they, they say that stuff and I and I despise it. You don't like the work husband? No. <laughs> I don't like the I don't like the work wife. I have friends that you know you know everybody that I work with, get along with, uh-huh. love them to death. They're good people. We, yeah. You know, they they become part of my family. But 
I don't believe in that. And I won't. And to be even till today, I still don't go to lunch with people like, like if if it's just me and one of the, one other girl. Yeah, I grab I grab one of my boys and yo, let's go. Nice. I never put myself into any predicaments because I don't need it. I feel you. I feel you. Right? I know where you're coming from. So to me, it's always the the person that's in the actual relationship uh-huh. that should. It's be always like, you're saying 100. percent To me, it's always because I don't care what they sh- what they're dangling. Yeah. You, if you're not happy in the relationship you're in, you should break that relationship up and then go do your thing. Oh, man. We're about to get spicy. Okay. Oh, I got I got a follow-up to this, man. Wait. Okay. So now I get where certain people are like, I'm not happy here. Yeah. And that person's actually giving me that. Uh-huh. But how many relationships do you know that breaks up a, breaks up a couple, uh-huh. married or dating or whatever, yeah. that last? Not many. Not many. Very few. Very few. And then you're always going to have that what if. That you're always going to question. So yeah. I ended up in this relationship because she cheated or he cheated yeah, on their yeah, spouse. Yeah. So now, how do I know? That you won't do it again. That you won't do it again. Yeah. Now, here's that. That's the one thing. Now, on the other side, the girl goes like, or the, or the guy would turn around and go, I broke up my relationship because this guy was willing to date me and know that I was in a commitment. How do I not know? Yeah, that he's not trying to. That he's not doing that with somebody else. Uh-huh. Oh man, you're never gonna have that trust. We we gonna cook with fresh grease today. All right, your turn. All right, here we go. Here we go. Look, you know I, it's so crazy because I can't believe we forgot to even actually answer the question. I think we we danced all around it, and now we're finally we were, getting we were to procrastinating. It. Yeah, we were. I think we were trying to get our thoughts together. Um, all right, so here's my my take, and this is gonna shock you. I do agree that the majority of times is the person in the relationship that is at fault. However. I do think there's always gray area and that people at different times are more vulnerable at different times. So, for example, I do think it's usually the person in a relationship that is at fault. But I feel if the other party is a person who is aware of the relationship, whether they're friends or whether they're associates and they decide to pursue that relationship with that person, knowing that there's difficulty going on there. I kind of put the fault on both parties because I think as people, you're going to have highs and lows and every relationship has highs and lows. And if this person is aware of the low, like we said before, the work husband or the work wife or whoever it might be, and they're fully aware of it and they decide to step into that mix and add another layer to it, I think that person is just as guilty. And like you said, how do you trust somebody who jumps in at the first chance of opening, like the first chance that you're vulnerable, your lowest point, instead of being the kind of friend to say, hey, this is the kind of things that you should be doing to try to repair your relationship or try to bring your relationship back. Instead, you kind of pursued it. And this is where it leads to people getting beat up. (laughs) This is where, because now, especially if you're a person associated with me or a person who knows me or a person we have hung together or a person we have eaten, eaten together, now you you violated because you knew what our, our situation was and you still pursued it. So in those that respect, yes, I think both parties are at fault. But I do agree with you, Frankie. Majority of times it's the other person who's in a relationship. They should have the wherewithal to say, hey, um, this is not what I'm about. Like, regardless of whatever's going on between me and, and my significant other, um, you're overstepping the line. Uh, but I do think, you know, people, humans are humans, man. And um, no relationship is perfect. And everybody has different highs and lows in their relationship. And 
I, I think people could be vulnerable at different times. Um, yeah, but I'm not saying it's an excuse, but I, 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 I understand. <laughs> I, you know, I'm, I'm not for that. It was a mistake. It'll never happen again. Yeah. No, I have a, I have a golden rule. I can forgive a thousand times, a million times, but I can forget never. And I can only trust you once. Mm-hmm. So, and this goes with any relationship, whether it's a friend or a significant other. If I can forgive you for making a mistake because everyone makes mistakes, but will I trust you again in that scenario? No. If I, if I gave you money or if I loan you money and you never paid me back, guess what? We might, I'll forgive you. We'll be cool later on, maybe down the road. But don't ever ask me for another dime. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's that's a different story. Yeah, that's no, another thing. But when, when, when it comes to that, you know, like not for anything, I could have got myself out of financial debt if I, if I went and told people, uh, yo, you know yeah. the money you owe me? Yeah. Time, time to cash in. You know, and that's the thing. I always gave with, with the expectation that I'm not getting it back. I never look like I'm going to get the money back. Like, I always say, like, if I don't got it, I'm not going to give it. <laughs> but if I give it, I'm I'm going in with the impression that, you know, I'm not going to get it back. That's why you always got to be careful with money, because you got to ask yourself, do I value the relationship or the money more? Ooh. Ooh, yeah. Dang, man. I'm dropping bars right yeah, now, man. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't yeah. think they hear me. <laughs> yeah. Listen, these, these are the financial tips for this week. I know. Yeah, this is it. This is it, man. Shoot. So... I'm gonna throw something out there. It just, oh, it just came to my head. I damn, I know this show's gone gone long. Oh, wait, wait, we're in, we're in overtime right now. So, say for instance, you know, you, you know, you find out that okay, somebody you know likes your wife. Oh boy! And I'm just I, this yeah, just yeah, came yeah. into my head. It's okay, just not like there's yeah. no scenario behind. Yeah, this. yeah, yeah. yeah. You're just I'm well, just saying just because we're talking right, about somebody this. likes my wife. Got it. Yeah, I'm flattered. Thank okay. you. Okay. It's one of your boys. Ooh. What are you doing? All right, now, wh- wh- which way is he liking her? Like, I mean, like, is he liking her like, yo, she mad cool? Like, it's dope that she comes around. I like I like when you guys kick it. Duh, 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 duh. Is it like that? Or is it like, yo, man, on the, on the real, when you die? <laughs> Not that I want you to die Not next like week, I want you to die anytime soon, But I'm going to take care of your bills. But, bro, <laughs> I'm going to be those kids' stepdaddy for real, dog. No problem. No problem. <laughs> well, so here's so is that what I'm looking at right now? Yeah, because the other one is cool. That, that's because you know if you if you're friends yeah. with people, guess what? Yeah, you yeah. want them to like your wife. Yeah, you yeah, want like, them to yo, like your cool kids. People. Yeah, she's cool people. But no, if he got ill, that's not a friend, yo. Real talk, that's not a friend. So you cutting that relationship? Yeah, yeah. You can't be around me, man. I can't trust you. That's that's snake activity, man. Yeah. So I I totally agree with you. And again, because it's just like because you can never feel comfortable. No, there's yeah, no way. Now, God forbid, like if she's coming around. And and God, you know, we're going out to eat. She's dressed nice, and then you over here with your with the creep eye, <laughs> you know, rubbing your palms together like, yo, y'all sure look nice together. And he really looking at her. <laughs> let me take a picture with her. Yo, you yeah. Let me. We could take turns. Let's take pictures. No, what do you think this is? No, no, no. Because see that really yeah. that that part that right gets there. You not only well, yeah, definitely. <laughs> will. But that's the part that a, they can probably get that spouse. Yeah, to cheat. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that kind of situation. But yeah. <laughs> now listen, I'm gonna tell you right now. If Jason Momoa wants to take a picture, oh, I'm my... so sorry for you. Uh, you know, I'm gonna listen, be doing a show with Jason. Jason Momoa, over... <laughs> yo, listen, I'm gonna be here talking about yo. Can you put on Lonely Hearts? <laughs> listen, if, if Chris Chris Hemsworth wants to take a picture with my wife, look, I'm, look, I'm just gonna be like, yo, look, I feel so bad. For I'm you. like, just give me the camera, man. I'll take the picture there. <laughs> 
like, <laughs> okay, I'll forgive you this time. <laughs> All right. All right. I, but I won't forget. <laughs> but I won't forget. <laughs> and just... don't ever tell me you'll never do this again because if Jason's around the corner, you're doing it again. <laughs> just no this. names. No this. <laughs> just no names on who we're talking about. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, awesome, wow. man. I think we had another good show, man. I, I don't know what time we're at, but I feel like we're in overtime right now. Yeah, we're in we overtime. We got a bunch of other topics that I want to talk about, but we'll save it for another day. Yeah, we're going to save that for next week. But no, oh, man. This, dude, this was an awesome show. This I was, think so, man. I think we did we, our thing. We, this went into like our personal characters yeah. and how we see parenting and a bunch of other stuff yeah, well, and where we see ourselves, which is good. Yeah, I think it's good. I think that this was uh, this felt like grown man talk. This felt like grown man talk podcast. Yeah, we're, we're adults. Yeah, well, sometimes. <laughs> so, a couple of things um, just oh, yeah. to throw out there. Um, thank you for the feedback from last week. We haven't, we didn't get to touch it th- uh, this week much. Yeah, but uh, the feedback was incredible. I did tell you that um, after you know that once people heard my show, I was going to be getting calls based on oh, yeah, my experience yeah, yeah, yeah. with COVID. My phone was blowing up. Was blowing up to the point that I was like, "Yo, I gotta call you back. I gotta call you back." And I had to actually apologize to a couple. Wow, of people. Wow, that's dope. Because they were like, "How how you don't talk to us." And tell me about this, yeah. but we'll 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 get yeah, into yeah, yeah. the feedback and uh, another. But you know what? Episode. That's dope, man. Because they they showed you one that they care about you and they showed the love and they also show. And we had a few people even comment say like, "Yo, you know, I'm glad you're doing better." So that's good that they showed you love, and also it's good that they listened to the show. And again, if you guys want to um, reach out to us at any at any given time, please send an email to lifelessonswithidiots at gmail And don't forget, if you guys really enjoy the show, spread the word. Let us be heard. Uh, send it to a friend and be like, "Yo, listen, these guys are pretty funny." Uh, they're entertaining. They touch on some cool things. And uh, yeah, we didn't really get to chop it up with investing, but we did kind of talked about it in between the conversation. Um, I hope you guys bought Bitcoin. <laughs> uh, there he goes. He had to sneak it in. You got to buy Bitcoin. Buy it. <laughs> no. So so for the people to know, um, we're, we are on Facebook. Uh, yes. You can find Life Lessons with Idiots on there. Follow us there. We have, we're on Instagram. We also have this show, even though we're recorded in, 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 the, in the cloud radio uh, on Mixcloud, Mixcloud, we also have a page where we actually post this on Mixcloud, which is called Life Lessons with Idiots. Please uh, share share it. Go on. Give us comments. Anything you guys want to talk about. Again, our email address is lifelessonswithidiots at gmail.com. Uh, <laughs> hold on. I was just told to slow it down because yes. obviously uh, we're going yeah, back yeah, to yeah. when I was Speaking I talked too fast. 300 words a minute. Life yeah. <laughs> Lessons with Idiots at gmail.com. Yeah. Send us feedback there. Anything you want to talk about, we'll be more than happy to throw it into our shows. Um, and yeah, again, we freestyle the entire episode. We have topics, and we we we. we I think this we, past week we didn't even get to talk much. No, we didn't talk at all. Um, but but yeah. we basically just let it flow because we don't want it to sound like yeah. We don't want to script scripted. this show. Yeah, we don't want to script this show. We want to keep it real loose and friendly. And again, and if you come on the mix cloud while we're recording, you can actually join in the chat room and leave comments. And because uh, this is live, so you can leave comments. You can interact with us. So if, I know a lot of people hit, reached out and said, "Hey, you guys were talking. I want to be in the room. I want to say my comments. So I want to give my two cents." By all means, join the live show. It's on Mixcloud. It's in under in the cloud radio. You can find us on there when we're doing this live, and you can participate. And it'll be great because then we can really get a banter going. Soon we're gonna have the phone line open, and we're gonna be calling some of you people. And oh yeah, we definitely gonna be calling. So like, get ready. So another great show. Uh, again, this is episode five. Thank you guys for listening, and uh, we're gonna rock out again next time. All right. So I'm gonna finish up with. Uh, oh yeah, give, give us some heat before we leave here, man. With uh, with the re. Uh, 
Yeah. A remix. Something that I like. Um, I'm a big fan of. The, you gonna play my song? And the part goes on. No, we're not playing that. <laughs> it's just your boy, Frankie and Rashawn. See, now, now I definitely know I have to end this because he's just going a little too crazy. And the part goes on. <laughs> thank thank Yo, you all. People are going to be sick of this. <laughs> yeah, the, now we're going to get the hate mail. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you you know, we just joking. All right, guys. All right, so we're going to start this off. Thank you for listening, and uh, have a good night. Peace. Lessons with idiots. Till next time. Goodbye. Peace.